Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. Coming up on this episode, I'm joined by our Chief Newcastle United writer, Lee Ryder, as we look back on that 1-1 draw with Watford and what it means for Newcastle's survival chances. We also look at the January transfer window and ask, will Newcastle United get those much-needed defensive additions in before a huge game at Ellen Road against Leeds United on Saturday? All that to come and much, much more on the Everything is Black and White podcast. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. I'm Andrew Musgrove here and joined by our chief Newcastle United writer, Lee Ryder. Obviously plenty of attention on the January transfer window and we will talk about that in just a moment. But Lee, we have to start with that 1-1 draw against Watford. Not the result Newcastle needed, not the result I think many people expected. And more worrying probably was that second half performance. How do you sum up what you saw on Saturday? Yeah, I think it was deeply disappointing. I said that, you know, on, on Saturday evening in the ground um, and, you know, Newcastle went in the game and we all said it. You probably said it yourself. You've, whoever you went the match with said, you know, it's a must win. Uh, and it was. Uh, but in a, in a strange kind of way, it was also a must not lose because you needed to, to keep in touch with Watford. You couldn't, can't, couldn't let them get away. And yeah, it is very, it is still very tight at the bottom. So amazingly, um, despite only winning one game all season, Newcastle can still come out with this on the other side and hopefully, you know, get get the wins they need. I mean, the the Leeds game's now huge. It was huge anyway, but you know, New, Newcastle go down there again, knowing they can you know keep in touch with with the teams around them. I still think there'll be a few twists and turns. I think Eddie Howe. You know, will be will feel a bit wounded by that that late, late equaliser, but you know it's not over, and uh, Newcastle have still got the the capabilities to to get out of this. So one one of the questions there from Hassan Ahmed Musa says, do you think Newcastle uh, can stay up? I, I suppose as you've mentioned there, it's not over yet. Newcastle still within touching distance, but are you worried about the games in hand? The other teams have Burnley have quite a few. I think Watford will play. Um, play at least one game, don't they, before Newcastle meet Leeds. Are you worried about those games and hands that they've got? Well, I mean, in answer to 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 Hassan's question there, for me, do I still think Newcastle United can stay up? Yeah, I do. I, I said something similar, I think it was in December. I still think they can because it's so tight at the bottom that, you know, they can, they can still pull away from danger. They've still got enough games left to go. Uh, it is worrying, the points tally they're on. In terms of games and hands for the team, yeah, that's something we all have to keep an eye on. Uh, I think um, Burnley have got the most games in hand, but they have to they have to get results from them as well. So it's the old adage of what would you rather have, the points or the games in hand? And There's not many points on the board for Newcastle, so that is a concern. But overall, as I say, I still think they can come out with this on top and um, they can they can stave off this threat of relegation. There's no doubt about it. A lot of the frustrations about the game, Lee, as we've mentioned briefly, was the second half performance, how they went 1-0 up and then they just seemed to, they just invited Watford on. What, what do you think that is? I mean, Eddie Howe kind of mentioned something about a mindset, uh, obviously a lack of confidence. And I guess if you're winning games, you have that momentum and you have that confidence. Um, why do you think they did just back off and invite Watford on? Yeah, the fear factor was there, really. I think, 
on the field. You know, I, I've, I've seen a few people starting to turn on, on Eddie Howe today and question his, his sort of influence. But at the end of the day, Newcastle haven't got too many leaders on the pitch. And I think it's on the field in, intuition, really, that at 1-0, you know, you have to make decisions on the pitch where you push on for that second goal. And, you know, perhaps someone needed to say, say Maximin, can, can you go and get us another one? You know what I mean? And that didn't seem to happen. They just, as you say, just retreat, retreat, and then eventually invite the pressure on in Watford, get the equaliser. And it was it was a basic goal. It's, they wouldn't, it's, it's a daft one, really, because if that happens in the first minute, someone will clear that. But they were so nervous that the way the two defenders just collapsed down with, with Pedro and let him get up and get the header, it was... It was Worrying. My big concern wasn't drawing the game after that one in. It was whether they were going to concede another one because he looked like they'd lost their minds in, in injury time and Watford could have got another goal themselves. Um, but thankfully, it ended a draw and it wasn't a complete disaster. If, if Watford had won that game, you know, it's meant to be like Blue Monday today, it would have been, it would have felt even worse. And, you know, for me, I think. Going into this one now, um, you know, the Leeds game, it's just, you know, I've heard Paul Dummett say, you know, we've got 18 cup finals. I don't really like that term. I don't think anyone does, but at the end of the day, it's true because these games now, the, the stakes are so high. And that's, that's, if, the, if that's the mentality the players have to have to get through it, then fine, you know, but it starts at Leeds this weekend. What did you make of Chris Wood's performance? He didn't really get the service into the box to show what he can do. People complimented his his holder play. Obviously, he was unfortunate in the build-up to the actual Watford equaliser. He thought he should have had a foul when he was bundled to the floor. Do you think he just needs a bit of time to settle in and, and you know, the goals will come? I think it's a, it's getting used to... A, a way of playing for Newcastle now because they've got the target man. So, you know, the, on Saturday, I think he had a couple of headers that went over. Didn't seem to get anything in the second half. I was I was going into the game thinking Kieran Trippier, those little diagonal balls over the top. But um, we didn't really see much of that. I mean, he's put plenty crosses in, but they weren't the, the sort of ball that many people were looking for, especially, you know, Wood. It's uh, it's got to hang in the air for him a bit, and that that's that's how Newcastle are going to get the best out of him. But look, at the end of the day, he's, he's his debut. It wasn't the dream debut by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, I think you know he will he will prove his, his worth in the next eighteen games. If he gets a couple of goals, then even that'll be enough if it if it helps Newcastle get the points in need. But it, it's got to be a, it's got to be a team effort and. Um, at the minute, it just feels like, you know, Newcastle are down and they're getting kicked in the teeth. And that's what happens. That's what happens when when you're devoid of confidence, devoid of form. And you've got, you know, people commenting all the time on, on what happens uh, around the football club. Then, yeah, it can become tiresome. So, hopefully, um, we can turn the corner. Trip, yeah. He had another decent game. And a lot of people were talking about how he was 
one of the only people after Watford had, had equalised to try and just calm the situation down. He was trying to calm players around him down. You, you can see that he is, and no disrespect to the players Newcastle have got, he is a standard above the majority of them in just terms of his leadership and approach to the game. Yeah, I think from from his point of view, he he come and he knew it was going to be a difficult situation, really. And he, uh, you know, on, on Saturday, you could see him, as you say, rallying the troops. And, you know, they're going to need that in the next 18 games. I, I just think that we've got we're looking at all these games at the bottom and seeing what what points we can pick up and they've won one game all season so that you know the critics have got a fair shot at them but I always think that there's going to be surprises in games some of the bigger teams Newcastle can pull off results the Man United games a typical example they should have won that game um, you know the settings were perfect the crowd was up the performance was good but they just couldn't get over the line with the result. But I think there'll be a couple of games like that. And then there'll be games where, in the, the latter stage of the season, where they'll face teams that have got nothing to play for, a bit like last season. Um, and I think that that's where they might pick up a win or two there as well. So at the minute, if, you start, if you're sitting here saying Newcastle will get out, we'll turn around and criticise you because the the non-believers, do you know what I mean? Whereas... So people and the, the positive people in life will say they can get out of it, and I and I hope uh, I hope it's it's that group that you know get the rewards because Newcastle are in a bit of a state at the minute, but it's as I say, it's not over. You, you mentioned that my United game. I just want to briefly ask you a couple of questions on that. It, it, the way they performed in that game is that make the last two results, the the defeat to Cambridge and the draw against Watford, even a bit more alarming because we saw how good they were against Manchester United, the character, the effort. And yet in the last two games, it's gone the other, completely other other direction. And, and Eddie Howe must be scratching his head and wondering just why, and you know, why is there such contrast between that performance against Man United and the, the previous two? Well, the, for me, the answer to that is, is, is momentum. And Newcastle had two postponements. They weren't able to, you know, when you have a performance like Man United, it's almost like, you're going around the dressing room and you're trying to bottle it up and, you know, release it again immediately for the next game. That next game didn't come for Newcastle. It got postponed against Everton. What a time it would have been to play Everton. The way that, you know, what's happened with Rafa, you know, they're, they're, they're in a bit of a mess. That would have been the perfect time to play them. Okay, we had injuries and it was, you know, and the COVID cases wasn't going to happen. But unfortunately, the momentum shift you know, that, that disintegrates because you have Everton postponed, you have Southampton postponed, and then you're going to be like cup tie against Cambridge where you need you need to uh, put on a performance and Cambridge had more sort of match practice in their legs, if you like, and Newcastle sadly didn't deliver on the day. So that's why the Man United game, um, sadly, that, that it, anything you build up from that game merely disintegrated over the... Uh, Best of period. We're going to get onto the transfer window now. Obviously, we know Newcastle are in the market for at least a centre back, and there's lots of questions, Lee, in the comments about Jamal Lascelles. People feel he was slightly at fault for the goal against Watford. He made a couple of mistakes in the game as well. But just a lot of people asking, what does what does the future hold in your opinion for Jamal Lascelles? Do you see him 
being part of the team going forward. Is it a case that Newcastle are getting a really good centre-back and the hope is Lascelles comes up another level and that helps him become a better player? Well, the thing with Jamal Lascelles is he is a confidence player. So I think Rafa Benitez did a great job putting his arm around him and getting the best from him uh, during his time at the club. Steve Bruce at times as well. But let's remember Lascelles last season, when, when, when it mattered... I think he popped up and got a couple of goals against the Wolves and Aston Villa. They proved to be vital points. So he has got it in him. And really, you take away that mistake at the weekend uh, when you didn't get up with Pedro, you take that away, he actually had a good game, especially if you look at the statistics. I think he made 12 defensive clearances. So he did, he did okay, but unfortunately, people will remember the moment at the end when he doesn't win the header. He wins that header. He's had a had a fantastic game, but unfortunately, um, people will remember the the negative part. And the stakes are so high at the moment that you know every mistake Newcastle makes seems to result in a goal against them. And it's just uh, it's it's difficult to watch. But that that's where we are. As I say, when you're down the bottom, you get you get kicked in the teeth. In terms of the chase forward defender, the Lille president's made it quite clear that. He doesn't want to sell Zven Botman. He scored yesterday for Lille. You've written a piece today questioning whether that's maybe his way of trying to get the price up a little bit more. Uh, you know, you, Dio Carlos is the other one they're chasing. What, what, what do you think is going to happen this week in terms of the search for a defender? Well, I think Lille have been a little bit greedy with uh, the Botman thing. He's a 21-year-old. He's not. He hasn't got a full international cap with Holland. And, you know, they're asking more than 50 million, 55 million. You know, it's a perfectly reasonable offer what they've had. And then for him to, you know, say that, then for me, that just suggests they try and just squeeze that a little bit more from Newcastle. But, uh, yeah, I think it might be, I mean, Eddie Howe spoke about what he said, there will come a point where we leave the room on certain deals. That might be one of them. You can't, unfortunately, you can't discount anything in the, <clears throat> in the transfer window because... Um, things can change. People can change their mind. Lille might get a couple of deals lined up that they want to do and they go, we'll go back to Newcastle and we'll take take what was on the table there. So, yeah, I don't, I don't trust it. I don't trust anybody saying that at this stage of the window. We're halfway through. Things are still active. And, you know, we've seen it before with French clubs as well. We've seen it with teams in Spain where the presidents, you know, make comments and then, you know, Things change, and then uh, Newcastle could could still potentially get their man. Their man. They might go back in the summer. They might move on to a different target. And Lille, admit, Lille probably won't get a bigger or better offer for Botman than you know is on the table at the moment. So maybe they need to uh, evaluate where where they are. Is there a bit more confidence you think on Carlos, mm-hmm. who's in a, a similar sort of position with his team in, in Spain? You know, they're at the right end of the table. They don't want to lose their their star defender, but is there a bit more confidence from the Newcastle camp? You think that they could get him through the door? Well, they're still pushing. I think um, from his point of view, he's 28 years old. He's not going to get a, a bigger chance to play in the Premier League than this. You know, he will be a wealthy man if he takes takes the offer that's on the table. It's good money as well from Seville's point of view. The big problem with them is. They're fighting for the title, and um, 
you know, if you if you uh, if you're experienced enough to to have seen Newcastle in a title race, had somebody said, you know, in 1996, we want to take away Les Ferdinand or David Ginola, you know, the the answer would be no. You don't want to disrupt your team when you're fighting for the title, and um, that's where Sevilla are at the minute. The the, the need to uh, keep the team together, but that that's becoming a very a very tempting offer, and uh, I think. Newcastle might just keep pushing away with it, but they are, there are other targets. You can head over to Chronicle Live to see Lee's story. Uh, Newcastle aiming for double deal this week as club horse recruitment specialist. That's on a homepage now. Um, a lot of people want to see, obviously, additions in before that Leeds game. Do you think the result on Saturday and then Norwich's win, the fact that Leeds won as well, do you think that might have... Um, that might push the owners even more to, you know, be even become even more active. And maybe, whereas maybe last week, uh, you know, then they're, they're, they're holding back on paying over the top. They might just look at the situation and say, well, is it worth paying an extra 10, 15 million if it means Newcastle survive in the Premier League? Yeah, well, everything's at a premium for them at the moment. And let's be honest, Chris Wood was at a premium because... You know they had to go as far as the the players minimum fee release clause and whereas in you know if newcastle had a bid say 20 million in the summer then he probably would have left for that because burnley would have seen that as good business but um i think they will they will they will be pushing um they'll they'll probably unfortunately have to end up paying over the odds for for certain players but if it keeps newcastle up then that little bit of extra money's it's been worth it. It's, it's a difficult window to begin with. To begin with, Newcastle have got these two players through the door very early. Good first half of the window. They're trying to make it a better one in the second half. They emerge with four or five players, then you know they've, they've got what they need. But um, this this next stage is is going to be massive for the football club in terms of laying the foundations going forward. If they can stay up this season and then after that, they can push on for bigger and better things. How, how important yeah, is it that they do get at least one new face in before the face leads on, on Saturday? Yeah, it would be. It would be massive, to be honest. But uh, these things aren't, aren't straightforward, unfortunately. The, you know, the Trippier deal took the best part of a week. Wood took up all of last week. So they need to, you know, be quick because the days are just flying by in the window and uh, they're looking to actually get two players in this week. So it will be all hands to the pump on that score. But what the, the only thing you can say is, I, I, like I wrote a piece about the other day, they're a club that are trying again. So if they can't get a certain target, they'll move on to the next one. Whereas in the past, they were just, you know... I said this the other day, I remember speaking to someone at the club and it was in January and they turned around and said, yeah, that's us done for business now. The only problem was it was January the 3rd or January the 4th. So it wasn't like it was the end of the window. They just said that was it. And it was, I think it was 2015 when, when John Carver was in charge and they didn't uh, give him any money to spend in the window and sold Santa. So crazy time but you know those days behind us but they need to start getting points on the board that's that's the 
that's a crucial thing. So it's all right getting players in if they've got to start getting points on the board or not. Or they're going to go down. Just uh, the penultimate question, then you mentioned in the piece today that they're also going to be considering the loan market. We've seen reports that uh, the Manchester United Dutch midfielder's name totally escapes my mind is, has turned down a deal. You know, is that is that some one of the markets you think Eddie Howe is definitely going to try and utilise, you know, just try and bring players in till the end of the season and then the summer the, the full project can, can build if Newcastle do manage to stay up? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, Van de Beek, is it, who you yeah. talked about at Man United. Um, I, when I approached the club on him the other day, they actually said no comment, which is usually a sign that there's there's something in it. But uh, that Eddie Howe said, basically, the other day, would, would utilise the window, the the loan window, because, you know, he's, he's used it in the past. It's a quick way of doing it. The only thing he'd say at the minute is, are clubs going to be silly with that as well? Are they going to start saying what we want? You know, usually the loan fees can be two, three million pounds. Oh, our club's going to start cranking up loan fees now, you know, to make it more difficult for Newcastle. It's like we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. But um, I think there's a few Premier League players that aren't getting games for the clubs at the minute who could come into contention. But I, I, I personally see that in the last week of the window because the loan deals are ones you can do quickly, and other clubs will make those players <clears throat> available in the last week when they do their business. Tottenham, for example, they they, they will wait because they want to get two or three deals done uh, at their place. Just just as a final question um, in, the, in your piece again, um, you, you said that uh, the understanding was that there was representatives and agents uh, watching the game against Watford. When they see the performance and then they look at the league table, you know, obviously they'll relay back what they've seen to, to their clients and the players, no doubt, will watch out a match a day or, you know, what what have you. How difficult do you think it is to sell the current Newcastle United to an incoming player? I know we've got Trippier, um, you know, but it was kind of aided by the fact he wanted to come back. That helped Newcastle slightly. Um, but for other players coming from the continent, maybe, how easy is it to persuade them to come to Newcastle when they are looking like, and I don't want to, hopefully I'm wrong on this, but you know, getting out of this situation is not going to be easy for them. Well, there'll always be some players that are up for the challenge and, you know, they're the players you want. And on those long list of clients of player agencies, there'll be players on there who can do a job for Newcastle. You just hope that, you know, they can get these deals concluded quickly. You, you look around the pitch on, on Saturday and, if New, as I say, if Newcastle emerged with a scrappy 1-0 win, you would think, what a launch pad that is going into this week. You know, we'd be out of the relegation zone, um, we'd be looking up rather than down and you wouldn't be as worried now about these other teams with games in hand. But what, what was missing was just that little bit towards the end of the game, that little bit of leadership, in terms of like steering the ship when it you know it, it's about to hit something and sadly they couldn't uh, they couldn't they couldn't do it and that was the, the most alarming thing for me was as I say after the equaliser went in Watford could have easily scored another one the way Newcastle were playing they were like all over the place but for 86 87 minutes they looked competent they looked like a team that could win the game they just couldn't get that insurance goal and that that's that's going to be the the problem now, but I think, as I say, there'll be twists and turns. I think the Leeds game 
you look at Leeds yesterday, great result for them, but by the same token, Newcastle could turn up and, and do something similar at Elm Road at the weekend. Fingers crossed they do. Well, Lee, thank you for popping on to the Everything is Black and White podcast. To you guys listening, thank you very much for tuning in. Quick reminder to like and subscribe, as well as subscribe to Lee's weekly Newcastle United newsletter. The, uh, the link's in the comments, and I'll pop it in the, the podcast notes as well, where you will get Lee's uh, thought exclusively to your inbox. So do sign up for that. And there's also a competition as well to win a pair of tickets to the Everton game I think it's on the 8th of February. Again, that link will be in the comments as well for you to uh, get involved with and be within a chance of winning those tickets. Thank you very much. And I hope you have a lovely week.